Welcome to PICGO Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McFarland. I'm here to give you a front row view of county government. All right, so thanks for joining us today. Today we're joined by Emily Ragsdale, who's our community development director, and we are here to talk about zoning. Emily, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Pennsylvania County is undergoing a revision of its zoning ordinance. Uh, we are That's a multi-year process. But to start off, Emily, if you can just tell us a little bit about what a zoning ordinance is, what it does, and why we are going through this process now. Sure. So most localities have zoning that they have adopted, not all, but most. And your zoning ordinance is basically a set of rules and regulations that govern development. Mm -hmm. Um, So it governs things from uses. So what uses are allowed in certain areas um, based on zoning districts. It governs building heights. It governs setbacks from adjacent property lines. It can govern parking requirements for businesses, uh, lot coverage. So how much of your lot can be covered by buildings, how much has to be left in open spaces, um, various development related things Mm -hmm. of that nature. And generally it's, I mean, it's, you could say it's sort of how people can use property. That's sort of the the very, very general idea, right? Correct. Um, And the the ultimate goal of it, you know, every locality adopts a comprehensive plan in accordance with state code. Mm -hmm. That comprehensive plan is kind of your vision for what you want, you know, the county to look like in the future. Mm -hmm. And then you adopt a zoning ordinance, which are rules and regulations that help you achieve that vision. So it kind of drives development towards that ultimate, ultimate goal. Right. I mean, I know our our current zoning ordinance was first adopted in, in 1991 and hasn't really been updated but so much since then. So tell tell us a little bit about our current zoning ordinance and sort of what what the reasons are for trying to to overhaul it and complete and and we're completely rewriting it at this point. This isn't a minor update. We're we're going through and completely rewriting it. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, why why we're doing that now. Sure. So like you said it was adopted in 1991. Um, we have had minor revisions since then. Um, but we have not done a major revision or total rewrite in, you know, 31 years. Project will look at our zoning ordinance. It'll look at all of our uses. Um, are those uses still relevant today? In 1991, you know, we highlighted a lot of use groups mm-hmm. and, and specific uses that have either become very broad, you know, have become broader over the years mm-hmm. or have become irrelevant so we don't really see them anymore and new uses continue to pop up solar and battery storage are becoming very very hot topics Mm -hmm. Um, and that's something that wasn't even thought of when the ordinance was adopted this will take a hard look at our ordinance how it is laid out um, how user-friendly it is mm-hmm. and how easy it is for the public to understand, how easy it is for staff to interpret mm-hmm. um, so that it really becomes a very user-friendly document that does help guide development um, in a way that is going to help our county grow, but not grow at the expense of adjacent property owners um, and things like that. So it's really protecting you know, the assets that we want to protect while promoting growth. And and so, you know, we're looking at not only uses, but are our lot sizes, are they still adequate? Do we need additional districts that allow for some combined uses? You know, mixed use development is a thing that wasn't, you know, that, that wasn't 
a hot topic back in 1991, but it's something that's very prevalent today. Do we want to promote, you know, more residential agricultural districts in certain areas? So these are just some of the things that we'll look at. Um, but, you know, we're really hoping that at the end of this, we'll have a more user-friendly document um, that takes into account modern uses and current best practices moving forward. Right. And I know, I mean, to, to sort of accomplish that, this is a long process. This has been in the works for a while and will we'll be in the works for the next year and a half, essentially. So I know, you know, the Board of Supervisors met with the Berkeley Group uh, earlier this month to, to sort of get that initial uh, meeting to talk about what this project is going to look like. Talk us through that timeline of what's going to happen between now and and I think it's you know spring of 2024 hopefully when when this final new ordinance is adopted as you mentioned you know we had the official kickoff with the board of supervisors at their july meeting um, so the next big thing that will take place is the public input portion of the ordinance and public input is something that that we'll be seeking throughout the process mm-hmm. but um, in the beginning we're gonna you know make a lot of efforts to receive a lot of public input to help guide the process through the next year and a half. So on August 18th, we'll be having a public input meeting um, at the community center, and that's from six to eight. So anyone from the public is invited to attend that. We will also have a survey that will be going live on the beginning of August, Mm -hmm. and it will um, be open for a month. It'll uh, ask you some questions relating to our current ordinance, and then some questions relating to what you would like development to look like in the county in the future. While all of this is going on, um, the Berkeley Group is taking a dive into our current ordinance, and it's running it against requirements of state code, because that has changed a lot in the last 30 years. Um, It is looking at how it's structured, whether or not there are definitions for uses within the ordinance, whether we have conflicting ordinances throughout the document. And so they're, they're highlighting all of these things, and then they will start taking a deeper dive into how we fix those. So the next joint work session um, between the Board of Supervisors and Planning Commission will be in October of this year. After that October meeting, they'll really start drafting the revisions, and that drafting period will last for a year. Next October... They will present full draft to the Board of Supervisors and Planning Commission for their review. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they have about two months to relay their um, likes and dislikes back to the Berkeley group. And then we will have a public draft um, presented. Okay. So at that Mm -hmm. point, the draft will go out to the public. The public can make comments on the draft itself and any proposed changes and revisions. Um, and then in January 2024, we have one more joint review session between the board and the planning commission. And then hopefully it will be adopted in either March or April of 2024. Okay. So we're really looking at about two years um, for this process beginning to end. Right. And just curious, how, how many pages is our current ordinance? I mean, I mean, it's not short, right? Like it, No, it's it's. it's a hundred hundreds of pages mm-hmm. um it's a very comprehensive document right so yeah just for just for understanding of why this process takes so long of why you know they have to go through that examine all of that compare it to state code as emily was saying and then you know take all this input reorganize restructure add new things take things out so it's it's a very extensive project 
Um, and all of this information and the survey that Emily was talking about can be found on our website at PennsylvaniaCountyVA.gov slash zoning updates. Um, and they're beginning um, first week of August should have the, the survey link uh, readily available there. Um, but also all this information that we're talking through as well. And we'll have, you know, continual updates. We'll have updates on the web, the website mm-hmm. kind of as we move through the process of what the Berkeley group is working on. Um, and then those bi-monthly work sessions with planning commission and the board of supervisors, they're open to the public. Right. And you were talking earlier about, you know, things like zoning districts, uh, different use groups and things like that. What are some of the other... I guess, categories of things that could change other than, I mean, so I know there's zoning districts, which you can talk a little bit about that, what those are. I think there's 20-ish of them. And then you talked about uses, but can you explain both of those a little bit and then what other big categories, I guess, could be changed through through this process? Sure. Um, so we have four, four main, I guess you would say, categories of land uses. And so within those categories, we have multiple zoning districts mm-hmm. um, that relate to those use groups. So, for instance, we have residential. So, we have residential combined subdivision district, which is our least restrictive district Mm -hmm. for residential. Um, Then we have residential suburban subdivision district. We have um, residential manufactured housing district, which would allow for mobile home parks. Residential planned unit development, which allows for gated community type housing developments that... Um, provide amenities on site and those are just a you know a few residential and then we have commercial so we have commercial we have b1 which is business district limited so that's less intensive business commercial uses and then we have business district general which is a a more intensive business mm-hmm. um, commercial use and then we move into industrial uses so you have light industry district which is m1 um, and then you have your heavy industry district, which is M2. From there, we also have a conservation district, which provides more of a con- conservation um, and an agricultural district, which provides for you know agriculture. Right. And so every property is assigned a zoning district. Correct. Mm-hmm. So each each property is assigned a zoning classification. And so that was done in 1991 when zoning was adopted. Each property was assigned that classification. Mm-hmm. And the only way that that classification can be changed is a mass rezoning, which is initiated by the locality through a process similar to what we're doing now, Mm -hmm. um, a zoning ordinance rewrite. Um, You know, if there were more districts that were were created, um, properties would be rezoned. So if we do create more... There's there's a possibility that properties could be rezoned in Mm -hmm. those areas, yes. It's not a sure thing. We're kind of speculating now, but that is a possibility. Mm -hmm. Or the property owner or contract purchaser initiates those rezonings that, you know, goes through a public hearing process, goes before the Board of Supervisors um, and Planning Commission, and the Board of Supervisors ultimately has the ability to rezone or deny Mm -hmm. um, any rezoning application. And then within those different zoning designations or those zoning districts, you have use uses which are deemed to be compatible with that zoning. Right. If your property is zoned A1, most of your uses relate to agricultural. You have uses that are permitted by right. And what that means is you have the ability to use your property for that at any time without any additional permission 
or it's by special use permit. And special use permits are required when the use is deemed to be compatible with that zoning district, but it's recognized that that use could have adverse effects on adjacent property owners. Special use permits allow you to look at whether or not that use is a right fit, is the right fit for that specific property within that district. Um, and conditions can always be placed on those special use permits to mitigate any adverse effects on adjacent property owners. But other things that can be looked at are lot size, setbacks, um, buffering. So, you know, when you're industrial districts, it's probably commercial, depending on the type of commercial, it may be appropriate to require landscaping. Zoning, zoning really looks at it regulates what you can do with your property, but ultimately it's regulating what can be done with your property to make sure that that use is not creating adverse effects for everyone else around it. Right. And yeah, I think that's a very important point that it's it's not regulation for the sake of regulation. It's regulation so that you can enjoy your property. I mean, the goal is so that you don't negatively impact those around you. Right. Exactly. Because, you know, we everyone should be able to use their property um, and it's your property. You should be able to use your property. Um how you would like to use your property as long as it does not take away someone else's ability to use their property in in the same way. Right. No, that makes sense and that that makes sense why it's important to keep keep our ordinance up to date to make sure that we're we're doing the best we can to, you know, ensure that Pennsylvania County residents, businesses alike can can use their property to the can use their property correctly and use it in a way that doesn't negatively impact those around them. You know, we covered a lot of ground on what zoning is and why this process of, you know, keeping the, these regulations up to date is important. But I mean, is there anything else you would want to add or anything else you think it's important that people know? No, you know, I mean, our, my office is um, always available to answer questions. Um, and if we can't answer those questions, we can direct them to the appropriate person that can. So I say always contact our office if you are looking at starting a business, you're thinking about putting a building on your property, you, you know, are looking to purchase a piece of property and you want to know, you know, what types of dwellings are permitted. Um, you know, can you put a manufactured home on that property or does it have to be modular or stick built? Um, so these are questions that we get a lot and we don't mind answering. They're not silly questions. You know, we encourage people to call us and ask and, and let us make sure that we send you down the right path. Yeah, absolutely. And well, as, as Emily said, we'll continue to provide updates throughout this process, even though it'll be a long time, you know, before these ordinance, these ordinance revisions come fully into effect, we'll continue to provide updates throughout the process. So Emily, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Pitco Happenings. I hope you learned something informative. If you have a question or want to make a comment, give me a call or send a text to 434-489-8739.